Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In the cold winter of 1989, a Sabat pack who has suffered an immeasurable loss is given an ultimatum. Go to the Twin Cities of Minnesota, investigate why a deeply embedded pack has stopped reporting back, or meet their final death. This is Vampire the Masquerade, Twin Cities by Night, Sorrow, a tale of loss and regret that follows the Sabat pack known as the Nothing. Join us with Becca playing Linda, a Milkavian anti-tribute, Craig playing Jake, a pander, Jordan playing Abigail, a Ravenous anti-tribute, Monica playing Jenny, a Shimizi, and Slavic playing Charlie, a Bruja anti-tribute, and Chris as the storyteller. If you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Twitter, at twin underscore cities underscore btm or on facebook and discord as twin cities by night we hope you enjoy jenny you see mallory slowly start undressing in front of you as you're sitting on the couch she takes off her sweater she's not wearing a bra underneath you see her body seems supple it hasn't been touched by childhood like yours was you see she slowly slides off her jeans that she has on. She's standing in front of you completely naked. And she's looking at you with this little smirk. What's going on in your mind right now, Jenny? Jenny's very confused as to what this lady's doing. Is she coming on to her? As she's looking at you, you see, you feel a shifting in the chair, in the couch underneath you. It almost seems just to slightly shift. And you see she slowly walks around this coffee table with that flower, that enticing flower that was in front of you. And she gets in within a foot of you and she's standing and looking down at you. And she's like, Jenny, let me show you the freedom that I speak of. Let me show you how everything you have gone through in your life has brought you to this moment where I can show you how you can truly be free and be what you want to be better than you are, not enslaved and tied to anyone. She like gently puts her hand down like she wants you to grasp her hands, her hand. What do you do? Jenny's feeling very off put by the situation. So she's going to kind of reach out and uh, push the lady's hand away and say, no, I already said no. I don't want whatever it is you're trying to give me. I just want to find Jake. She looks at you and smiles. Why do you fight so hard, Jenny? Within you lies the answers to all that you seek. Within the pain that you experienced. Within the dentured servitude that your husband put you through that your pact put you through, all of that happened for a reason. You throw amongst your peers that we are, you're different now and how they should all act different, but yet you are stuck in the same game, in the same rut, and you will continue to be in that rut. And you'll wonder why no one has changed around you because you haven't changed. You see, you, you kind of see the anger a little bit come across your face. Give me a perception alertness roll, please. Difficulty six. So you got two successes. So you see a moment where she looks like she's getting angry, but then you see her smile again. And she turns around and she walks around the coffee table and you can see like her butt is like shifting a little bit. You can see how firm it is. And it's like, are you attracted to women at all by chance, Jenny? Or is there anything within her right now that's like that you're finding attractive at all? Or is this just like you're you're on your defensive at this time? Jenny's definitely very straight, but um, she can definitely appreciate the female form. And um, depending on how you know, she's built, she could be a very beautiful woman as far as the ideal standard of beauty is at the current time. 
Yeah, and that's what she is when you see, you know, her walking. She's like kind of slender and subtle, and so uh, and um, you see she goes and she sits on that chair again, but this time she's completely naked and her legs are crossed, and she smiles at you again, and she's like, "Can we continue to talk, Jenny?" I don't know what more you want me to say. I've already told you what I need to say. Yes, they're a little different. I know that they don't see things the way I do, but that doesn't mean that they can't at some point, you know, grow into who they are. And how do you see things, Jenny? Like, what do you expect them to see that that you see? I expect them to just accept who they are. Abigail, she hesitates, you know. Linda, I don't know much about, but Jake, Jake can't even feed right. It's frustrating, but it's like they're all clinging to their past, like clinging to that humanity that we no longer have. But that'll, that'll fix itself with age. How do you know that, Jenny? How do you have those answers? Because I'm with them all the time. They're my family. I know them. You say they ch- they'll change with age? Yeah. So don't we all? Your, oh, yeah. What happened to your pack uh, priest and your ductus? We don't exactly know what happened to them. What happened to them, Jenny? They ended it. Okay. And why did they end it, Jenny? We don't have the straight answers for that. They just said it was too much. So did they change with time? Did they get the answer, Jenny? We're not them. But who are you, Jenny? Back to this again. You do the same dance, Jenny. You grasp onto straws hoping that they will hold the weight of the world and they continue to break and you continue to get angry because you get the same results. How many people truly accept who they are in this world, Jenny? How would I know that? I accept myself. Oh, do you, Jenny? Do you now? And she like, you see a moment she sits back and she looks at you sarcastically. You accept who you are, Jenny? Yes. And what are you, Jenny? Are you this canite who's so above humanity, but who wants to play house with her make-believe husband? I'm not playing house with a make-believe husband. Then what are you doing with them, Jenny? What's going to happen 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, 40 years from now? What are you going to do when he kills himself, Jenny? What are you going to do with your friends? I won't let him. Oh, you won't because you control everything, right, Jenny? No. Then how are you going to let him or not, Jenny? Jenny, He wouldn't do that. Oh, he wouldn't? Did you know that your pack priest and doctors were going to kill themselves? They were weak. Oh, but you knew this before you fell in love with them, before you looked at them for guidance. Jenny, you have potential. There's a spark there, Jenny, that not many have. Right now, you and these feelings you feel, they may be real, but they also may be the bondage that was thrown upon you. Do you remember the first time you and your pack shared blood, Jenny? Yes. Do you know that first sip that you had was forcing you into an existence with them? That is it's how it's not this... forced. Oh, it's We've not? been over this. So what happened when you were brought over, Jenny? Did they ask you? Did they say, hey, do you want to become a monster like us? Did they vet you? Did they interview you? I didn't have a choice in that. But now that I am what I am, I'm doing the best I can, okay? But the thing is, that's it, Jenny. Say that one more time. Say what? That I'm doing the best that I can? You're barely holding on, Jenny. Do you hear the defeat in your voice? You say you are above everything, but now you're saying you're doing the best that you can. You're struggling. You're forced into this existence with these people. Jenny, within you, there lies a strong woman, a strong vampire. Not a canite, a vampire. And I come, and I represent a group of strong vampires. Those who are individuals. Those who use pain to strengthen themselves. Who don't merely try to do the best that they can. Those who look at the struggle and walk into it head first, knowing they will make it out the other end 
better than they were when they entered. You sit here and you tell me that you hope they change. You hope they figure it out. That they will. That you hope. That you try your best. And you sound defeated. Right now, I offer you freedom, Jenny. I offer you the answers. Your existence in this coil, and this life of ours, and this, and this condition, as you call yourself a canine, is short to many of us. It is but a blink in the eye. You still can change your course, Jenny. An offer, right? That's what you keep saying? An offer? Sounds like you're the one pushing things on me. Jenny. Jake never pushed anything on me. Neither did Abigail or Linda. But you, you won't take no for an answer. And I've had enough. Jenny's going to dig her nails into the the armrest of the seat that she's in and say, I want you to take me to Jake. I want to see him now. What if I told you, Jenny, your family's falling apart? We're not falling apart. Jenny, stop feel right now close your eyes do you feel all of them they're distant i i i feel abigail i distantly feel linda but i don't feel jake you took him from me when you say you feel linda there's a moment where you stop you don't feel linda anymore what did you do to linda what do you mean what i do to linda i don't feel her what did you do to linda i didn't do anything to linda i don't know who this linda is but i'm telling you i know of you you're the one who can be saved You're the one who can do good. Listen, Jenny, you can help women like you. You can help vampires like you. You can have another chance at this all again. You know this was crumbling apart when you came into the city. You knew it when your ductus and your priest died. You knew it when you saw Jake barely holding on. You know that there's nothing you can do to hold this together. And this existence that you have right now is not a second chance of your mortal life. This is a new beginning, new identities, new things learned. I offered this to you. Come with me into this other room. I can help you be reborn. I don't know how many times I have to say no. The only thing I want right now is to find Jake and leave this place so that I can find Abigail and I can find Linda. Do you want Jake to live? And stop before you answer. And think, do you want him to live and suffer? Of course. I want him to live, but he won't suffer. He he just needs time. And time is what he needs. Okay, go. Find him. Good luck. And I'll be down here. And I'll be waiting for you when you come back. And you realize what the true nature of everything is. Go. Find him, Jenny. Get up. Walk into that house. Walk into the room. Go save him, Jenny. Because you're going to do it again. And you're going to do it again. And you're going to do it again. Like you continue to do it. He's not going to change. But I'm not stopping you, Jenny. You're the one who's sitting here talking to me. Go. If you really loved him so much, you would have left before words even came out of my mouth to find him. But you've been sitting here speaking to me, Jenny. And that tells me that you yearn for freedom and you know that I offer this. So we can go in this other room and we could do what must be done. And I can expand your mind and body to ways that you couldn't believe. Or you can go repeat the past and continue to repeat it. Go. Question. Is the uh, flower still in the vase on the table? Yeah, it's still there. Okay. Jenny's going to stand up. And at this point, she's got her hands balled up. You know, her nails are digging into the the palms of her hands. She's shaking. She's just so angry. She's shaking and her eyes are welling up with tears of blood. She's going to grab the vase and she's going to throw it at the wall with the flower right where the symbol um, is for Lilith. And she's going to look at the lady, spit at the floor by her and say, fuck you and everything you stand for. I'm finding Jake. <laughs> nice. 
So she just is smiling at you and she's like, good luck. I'll be here. The house will be here. She's just, she's looking at you as you're standing there. <laughs> she's Jenny's going to walk off and try to get back to the kitchen where she last saw Jake with Benjamin. All right. Awesome. Jake, we'll cut to you. You're in this hallway and your wife is standing in front of you. And you hear that. Go see him, Jake. He wants you. He's calling for you. I take a step closer to the door and another. And Jake's feet keep moving, but I think it's like one of those experiences where it feels like it takes forever to cross the distance of a short hallway. And before you get to the door, you feel her hand on your shoulder and she turns you towards her. She's like, before you see our son, Jake, I want to know, do you still love me? Jake doesn't know what to say. Tell me you love me, Jake. We can start all over. We could have our son back. We could be at peace together. I can make this pain stop, Jake. But you're dead. And so are you, Jake. We've talked about this before. Just tell me you want us back. This pain can go away. This, this, this pain is that's oh, all I have left. No, you got me here with you. You feel her hand go on the side of your face. Just tell me. I, uh, and reach up and, like, feel her hand against mine and the side of my face and feels real. Yeah, you feel it. It feels corporeal. Yeah, it feels solid. Yeah. Who are you? I'm your wife. You don't remember the time when we went to the city and we first moved there and we ordered that pizza and I went to the wrong apartment and you went to go correct the guy, but the person who lived in the apartment wanted to fight you because he thought he was getting free pizza. You remember how we sat in the apartment all night nervous because the guy looked all shady. We let him keep the pizza because we didn't want any trouble. You remember how you said you're going to protect me? I, I remember. So we can be happy together again. Just tell me you love me, Jake. <sighs> Our son needs to hear it, Jake. I miss you and I'll always love you, but you're dead. We'll cut to Jenny. Jenny, you're walking into the kitchen. And there's a moment where you cross into the linoleum. You cross into the linoleum kitchen and you feel a little dizzy. It's almost like just like you're slightly drunk and you hear almost coming clearly like, Jake, tell me you love me. And you hear a response from Jake. I will always love you. What's going on in your head when you hear that, Jenny? Jenny braces herself against the wall and, you know, puts her free hand to her head, closes her eyes. She's trying to kind of orient, orient herself around this room. And then she hears that and she just freezes. Part of her thinks it's just another one of Mallory's tricks since that's what she's been doing the past hour, just tricking her. So she kind of takes a second and then keeps walking, trying to find Jake. Just kiss me and we'll make it better. Come on, let's go see our son. She grabs your hand and walks, turns you around to walk towards the door. Jenny, you see these steps and you slowly try to make up them and you feel yourself like grabbing this wooden handle and you make it through the first tier of steps and you make it through the second. You come up in the hallway and you see Jake holding the hand of this woman. As they turn around, they walk into a room. Jake, you walk into the room and you're expecting to see like a baby cradle. Instead, you look at the ground and you see Benjamin on his knees. You see blood tears coming down his cheeks and you see he's holding what was once your baby. And you see him look up at you and you see him go, you killed my wife. And you look down and you see instead of the baby in his hands, it looks like a woman that he's holding in both of his arms now. And you look at your wife and you look back down. You see it's a baby again. And you see Benjamin looking at you. He's like, you killed my wife. And you see him like get up for a second. Jake is shocked. And like, there's this like look of like 
like stupid horror on his face trying to like understand the situation and he says i don't know your wife you see the shadows are starting to like crawl along the walls and you look down and you just see this baby arm and blankets covered in blood it's shaking it's like it's almost like rising up on its own oh gosh i think jake's getting terrified and wants to leave give me a courage roll yeah what's the difficulty on this we'll say six holy shit two successes so you're st- you're able to stand there if you want to and you feel the hand on your back and you're like you gonna let him talk to you like that jake he killed our baby our baby oh. needs you to save him jake this isn't real no it's all real no you're not real i i killed you this is not real and jake's just flexing his fingers just like looking from Benjamin on the ground to the apparition of his wife because he doesn't know what's going on right now. He he feels sort of like he did the night he was embraced where there's things that he's seeing and there's no way that can be true, but all his perceptions and senses are telling him that he's true. And I know I just got two successes in courage, but I think he still wants to get the hell out of there, but perhaps it's a bit more orderly than just fleeing in panic. All right. Jenny, you see these two figures standing along the door and you see Jake look down at his wife and he smiles at her and you see he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we found each other again. And you see them walk in the door together and the door close and you notice out the wallpaper on the side as you look to the side. You're, there's a second you're taken aback because you see the naked form of Mallory. It's almost like she's like kind of like through the wallpaper for a little bit and you see she looks at you and she's like, Jenny. Do you want him to live, Jenny? Of course I want him to live. What are you doing to him? Give him back. Listen, Jenny, here's what I have to say. I'll offer you this because I'm generous. I'll let him live, but you have to come with me. If you don't, he's going to die, Jenny. What was that you were saying about free will and, and choice? Tragedy brings out the free will and choice in all of us. You're anchored and you can't see it. One bite of this. And you see her hand like... It's weird. It's tripping you out, obviously, everything going on. You know what I mean? But you, it's almost like she's melded with this wall in this house for a second. You see her hand come out, and she's holding a petal of that flower. One bite of this flower, Jenny. One bite of this flower will show you everything that you need to see. I can even do this, Jenny. You bite this flower. You taste its freedom. And if you want him to live, I'll let him live. If you want him to die, I'll let him die. If you want to go, Jenny, you can go. Take a bite of this, Jenny. You expect me to trust you? After you offered this to me, after you've been lying to me, and now you're forcing it on me and giving me ultimatums? I don't think so. Shove your flower up your ass, you naked bitch. I'm finding Jake. And you just see her chuckle, and she's like, oh, go find him. Jake, you're standing in front of this door, and you see Benjamin. His eyes are turning all black now. He's like, you killed my wife. I don't know your wife. That, That is not your wife. I don't... I don't know what's wrong with this place, but we got to get out of here. You see tendrils are slowly coming along the floor, almost like you saw in the cop car, but they're making their way towards you. You killed my wife! And you see his voice is starting to sound like deep and staticky, mm-hmm. almost like distorted. I think I think it's time that Jake fought back, and he's going to like activate uh, his presence level one power. Oh, presence? Okay. Go ahead. Uh, roll that, please. Charisma on performance, difficulty seven. Okay. Because, uh, like, my my idea is sort of like to kind of shock the system out of Benjamin and get out of there. Okay. Shit. That's 
Yeah, that's eight dice. That's five successes. So you feel yourself, you're looking at him, and there's a moment where you're like desperately pleading, like within your soul, you're like, just listen to me, pay attention to me. And you realize that you're digging in, trying to reach out to him. And there's a moment where he stops and he looks at you, and then you see it gets a determination again, and you see the tendrils start flying towards you because he's spending the willpower for a turn. You can spend a willpower to like negate the effects of it. Uh, let's roll initiative. So uh, 1d10 plus your uh, yeah, dexterity plus wits. Yeah. Uh, that's a maxed out 14 for oh, Jake. Oh, nice. He has a little bit higher because he's a real witty guy. <laughs> uh, 16. All right. So he is going to... Well, go ahead and state your action. What are you going to do when you see that he's moving forward? Because you go first. Go ahead. You, you say what you're going to do first. Because uh, So I think Jake's going to try to lean into it and try to basically force his powers of personality to try to break through it a little bit all right he's going to go ahead and attack with his manipulation occult difficulty six he's got to find out how many tendrils he has there we go oh only one tendril jesus christ so he's going to attack with his one tendril so basically you see this like tendril just coming from along the floor it's about it looks like a bow constrictor almost of shadow and you see it just shoots across and shoots at you um, it's going to roll uh, dexterity, and so he's going to roll six dice to attack. Difficulty six. Two successes. So he's going to roll damage. The damage is, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Uh, so he's going to do strength plus two. So it's going to do five. Or strength plus four because he got one extra success. So soak for three, please. So you soaked for two. All right. So you got one damage. Go ahead. And what uh, your action said, you're going to lean forward with it. Try it again. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Gonna, uh, so, so we, again, we'll go back over. You're going to do... Uh, you try. He spends a willpower point to negate it. He's down to three willpower right now. He's going to go ahead and try to attack you again. Wait. Uh, so I... Wait, am I rolling or no? Oh, I mean, even if you... I mean. Oh, you, okay. Yeah. yeah we're, we're using the same one as earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. So he's spending a willpower. You just see, like... You see the shadow comes across and it like kind of like hits you in the chest and you feel like your rib crack a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, but it doesn't, it's not as impactful and you, you feel yourself go back a moment. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll spend the one blood to uh, the heal. Okay. And you see that there's a moment then where we will, where the tendril slapped against your chest and there's a moment where it stops and you see a kind of like, it's like slithering along the ground and you see him looking at you for a second and you kind of get the sense that maybe he like, He's listening to you at this moment, but you can see like he's struggling. You see like his jaws clench, like he's on the brink of frenzy and probably. Benjamin, this is not real. Just focus on me. Focus on me. And Jake's still trying to drown out the noise of like his dead child and wife behind him too. So it's like this cacophony of like sounds and emotions in his head. And you hear like behind you, like the crackling laugh of your wife. And you see like the tendril slowly is coming back to him. And you see it's like kind of going up across his chest and it's like going up on his shoulders and you see him looking at you for a second. He's like, and you see the tendril wrap around his neck and then just like pulls his own head off with like the, like the tendril. And you see the moment where like the head comes off and you see like before it hits the ground, it starts like moldering and like starts falling apart, like into a pile of ash. You see the body just loosely like starts to tip over. And as it falls over, you just see like, Benjamin. And as you just see, you see this dust as it comes across the ground, the ash, and you see your baby's hand sitting there, covered in blood, hidden by the blanket, still wavering in there. What did you do? 
Jake. I I try to save him from this place. Did you? No. Did you kill him? I didn't kill him. And I think Jake sort of writes himself up a little bit more now that he's finding the courage that he rolled several rounds ago. Jenny, you come around the corner and you see Jake standing by himself with this ash all around. You walked right when you saw, walked around right when Benjamin started tilting over with his head off. Go ahead, seeds on you guys. Jake, Jake, what's going on? What What's happening? Do I notice Jenny? You see her there, but you see your wife standing next to her. Jenny, we, we got to leave. We got to get, get out of this place. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Benjamin's not coming and I'm going to try to like, brush my way past uh, my wife and get to my other sort of wife. You're going to, you're going to go. You're going to ruin her life too. I know you want to die, Jake. I turn around. Do you really want to make her suffer? Do you want to add to her suffering? We're waiting for you, Jake. When I'm done here, maybe we'll see each other, but no, I'm going to be with you this whole time. Then Jake kind of flexes his fingers again. So here's the thing, Jake. Let her go. Let her be free. Look at her. Stop and look at her right now. I look. You know you were forced into what you're doing now, right? Do you want to force this on her? She just doesn't realize it like you do. Let her go, Jake. Tell her to go. Jake flexes his fingers one time and kind of like he's kind of like twiddling his fingers and he looks between his wife, uh, Jessica, and jenny and then looks at jenny she's right i think we should go and then you can hear like something metal hit the ground what's that what what's it's the ground oh geez the wedding (laughs) drops and you as you drop the wedding ring you just hear like shouting like no you're gonna come with us and you hear like you see the babies in her arms and you walk down the hallway with jenny as you guys are both like kind of drunkenly trying to make your way down. If you're enjoying Vampire the Masquerade, Twin Cities by Night Sorrow, and are looking for more Sabbat stories, you can check out our Vampire the Masquerade story, Wars on Fire, which tells the tale of the Pale Riders Pack and takes place on the border of Texas and Mexico. We hope you enjoy. <laughs>